Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode number 50. Number 50. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? When I started this journey, I remember thinking, what am I going to talk about? Like, what is there to even say? We're going to run out of stuff within a week. (laughs) And here we are, episode 50. Like, how quickly the time has gone. And yeah, I just love the space. I love tuning into what's happening energetically and I love when I sit down and I can feel all of my guides whispering, you know, this and this and this and just these beautiful messages come out and I love the sound of the ocean that plays in the background. It feels like we're releasing energy as as we're listening to the podcast and also we're soothing our bodies and recalibrating to the ocean waves. It just is such a fun space for me and so I trust that energy is what is being sent out with the podcast and you're enjoying it as much as I am so episode 50 when I was thinking about that yesterday and again this morning I'm like we're halfway (laughs) and I'm like halfway to what halfway to 100 and then it stops (laughs) what if 100 is halfway and then there's more so then I'm like okay maybe it's not we're halfway like maybe it's about that 50 50 And I saw the image of a glass being half full or half empty. You know, how do we look at life? Are we, is our glass half full or is our glass half empty? (laughs) Are we halfway there or halfway done? Or, you know, it's, it's such a funny way to explore how we're experiencing this journey of life. And so I was just thinking about that yesterday. This morning I woke up and all I could hear in my head was Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> it's this children's book that I just loved reading to my kids when they were little. And it was the first thing I thought. I'm like, why am I thinking about that book? Like, that book just is so, it's got so much, like, anger in it. <laughs> and <laughs> It's just a funny book, but that's what I was thinking about. So on my run, I'm like, why can't I stop thinking about this book? like, okay, I guess we're going to read this book today during the podcast. And what I realized in my meditation a little while ago, it's a way to gently and with humor explore the contrast of a glass half full or a glass half empty. A life that we live that is joyous and fulfilling and complete versus a life where we expect the bad is always going to continue expanding. And this children's story just brings it to life in such a beautiful way. So I'm going to read you a children's story today. (laughs) As we're at episode number 50, what better could we do than tune into a children's book? Um, There's one other thing I was going to say about the glass half full. What we focus on expands. And 
anyone who knows me has heard me say that probably more times than they want to hear. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. If we focus on our experience of life being difficult and hard and sad and lonely and frustrating and all of those things, we're going to get more of that. And it will just keep expanding. If we use, align with, optimize our gift of choice as a soul in a human body, and we choose to focus on love and expansion of the good, expansion of joy, more abundance, more fun relationships, more creative projects, when we focus on more of the good, that expands and we get more of the good. And so it's always our choice. What do we choose to do? So with that, I reach you. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Written by Judith Viorst. Illustrated by Ray Cruz. I'll post a picture of the cover in the Soulshine Tribe so you can... <laughs> You can see what Alexander looks like on the cover. He's simply adorable. And also, he had a really bad day. So here we go. Um, and I'm going to read it. You'll hear the pages turning. It shows him standing in his bedroom with his arms crossed, his pajamas on, and his toys everywhere. I went to sleep with gum in my mouth. And now there's gum in my hair. And when I got out of bed this morning, I tripped on the skateboard. And by mistake, I dropped my sweater in the sink while the water was running. And I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. At breakfast, Anthony found a Corvette Stingray car kit in his breakfast cereal box. And Nick found a junior undercover agent code ring in his breakfast cereal box. But in my breakfast cereal box, all I found was breakfast cereal. <laughs> it shows him sitting at the table, looking at the box with his hand on his, his head on his hand, just like, <laughs> The next page is just him standing there looking at you, and he says, I think I'll move to Australia. <laughs> then they show him and his siblings in a car with mom driving, or someone driving. In the carpool, Mrs. Gibson let Becky have a seat by the window. Audrey and Elliot got seats by the window, too. I said I was being scrunched. I said I was being smushed. I said, if I don't get a seat by the window, I'm going to be carsick. No one even answered. I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Then they show him at school. He's holding a blank piece of paper. At school, Mrs. Dickens liked Paul's picture of the sailboat better than my picture of the invisible castle. I mean, seriously, how cute is that, <laughs> right? Like, we've all drawn invisible castles. <laughs> At singing time, she said I sang too loud. At counting time, she said I left out 16. Who needs 16? <laughs> I could tell. It was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And they show him just looking at you with a sad face. <laughs> then they show him outside and... <laughs> Oh, you just, the picture's so cute. I could tell because Paul said I wasn't his best friend anymore. He said that Philip Parker was his best friend and that Albert Moya was his next best friend and that I was only his third best friend. I hope you sit on a tack, I said to Paul. I hope the next time you get a double-decker strawberry ice cream cone, the ice cream part falls off the cone part and lands in Australia. 
and they show him yelling at his three buddies who all have their arms around each other looking at him. <laughs> there were two cupcakes in Philip Parker's lunch bag, and Albert got a Hershey bar with almonds, and Paul's mother gave him a piece of jelly roll that had little coconut sprinkles on the top. Guess whose mother forgot to put in dessert? It was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> they show him at the lunch table eating his peanut butter and jelly sandwich with his head on his hand again. <laughs> and that's what it was because after school, my mom took us all to the dentist. And Dr. Fields found a cavity just in me. Come back next week and I'll fix it, said Dr. Fields. <laughs> next week, I said, I'm going to Australia. <laughs> on the way downstairs, the elevator door closed on my foot. And while we were waiting for my mom to go get the car, Anthony made me fall where it was muddy. And then when I started crying because of the mud, Nick said I was a crybaby. They show him sitting on the street in mud with his brothers picking on him. <laughs> and while I was punching Nick for saying crybaby, my mom came back with the car and scolded me for being muddy and fighting. <laughs> oh my God, like, is that not the life <laughs> of a sibling? I am having a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, I told everybody. No one even answered. So then, we went to the shoe store to buy some sneakers. Anthony chose white ones with blue stripes. Nick chose red ones with white stripes. I chose blue ones with red stripes. But then the shoe man said, we're all sold out. They made me buy plain old white ones, but they can't make me wear them. <laughs> When we picked up my dad at his office, he said I couldn't play with his copying machine, but I forgot. He also said to watch out for the books on his desk, and I was careful as could be except for my elbow. He said, don't fool around with his phone, but I think I called Australia. My dad said, please don't pick him up anymore. It was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And they show the dad's office destroyed with papers everywhere in his head and his hands. <laughs> then they show them all at home having dinner. There were lima beans for dinner, and I hate limas. There was kissing on TV, and I hate kissing. <laughs> then he's in the bathtub. My bath was too hot. I got soap in my eyes. My marble went down the drain, and I had to wear my railroad train pajamas. I hate my railroad train pajamas. When I went to bed, Nick took back the pillow he said I could keep, and the Mickey Mouse nightlight burned out, and I bit my tongue. The cat wants to sleep with Anthony, not with me. It has been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. My mom says some days are like that, even in Australia. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> is that like the sweetest book ever. <laughs> Thank you to Judith Viorst. <laughs> I read that book to my kids so many times when they were little. <laughs> and that was often the experience that my son had of his days <laughs> when he was younger and growing up. He just seemed to attract like he was the one that would always fall down or always get hurt or something would always happen. And oh, I just felt for him. <laughs> And I would read that book thinking it would make him feel better. <laughs> and the other day, I don't know, a couple months ago, I think I saw the book when I was working on the autism book. 
I was looking at other children's stories and I pulled it out and I showed my son who's now 15. He's like, I hate that book. <laughs> uh, so sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's so dramatic in the story and the details that it just, it shines this light on how we choose to experience our days. And if we are convinced that it is going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, that's what we're going to create. That's exactly what we're going to create. And all of the evidence will come forward to support that that is what we are choosing to experience. (sighs) Or, or we can choose to get up in the morning, put our feet on the floor, kind of get ourselves grounded, connect to the earth underneath us, get out from the stars where we spent the night, put our feet on the floor, (sighs) straighten up our shoulders, open up our hearts, our chakras, smile. There's a novel idea first thing in the morning. Smile, open our eyes, and then just set the intention like, I am open for joy today. I am ready to play today. Throughout the day, I am going to be surprised and delighted by how easy and enjoyable my day is. I can't wait to see what adventures are opening for me today. Or we could just yawn and smile again. <laughs> we could just do that. That's, that's a better start even. <laughs> When my puppy, well, I shouldn't say puppy, he's a dog now, he's almost three. When my dog gets up in the morning and we let him out of the crate, he always comes running to the side of the bed and he does his downward dog and upward dog and stretches. And then he looks at me and his tail's wagging (laughs) and his tongue sometimes is out. It's like he's trying to smile at me. And he's like, are you ready to play? Like now? (laughs) Should we play now? (laughs) And usually I'm like, good morning, star. (laughs) Uh, he's showing me he's showing all of us like today's a new day today's another adventure let's make it amazing let's play let's have some fun let's not take it all so seriously and then let's radiate all of that goodness and fun and joy out into the communities that we move through all day long and see what happens See what happens. So today is an excellent, beautiful, abundantly joyous day. Thank you for tuning in to today's vibration. Let's take this message of pure love out into all of our communities. 
and continue expanding love here on Gaia. So much love from my heart to yours.